Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 9, titled Divine Inspiration. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Usharius co-host. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say... Fuck all these bitches. <laughs> to Lori... Rogging camp. Hello, Lori Rogging camp. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just doing fame. <laughs> I'm imitating fame. Well, we're going to hear that later. But you know what I, what I thought it was? Everyone, Lori blew my mind earlier. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that. <laughs> Lori blew. Yeah. My so, uh, I was talking to her, and of course, she was like, as most fat people do, has stopped at McDonald's on the way home. Well, and I had a stressful, I had a stressful, like, hour and a half. Well, yeah, I'm not so asking you, moved. yeah, I'm not asking you to apologize for it. I'm just alerting people that fat people just stop at McDonald's on the way home. All right? Yeah. And I go, oh, what are you getting at McDonald's? Because I have my own McDonald's story in a bit, as you know. And Lowry says, oh, I'm getting a hot chocolate. And I literally drove my car into uh, a briar patch, which is funny because I don't even know what a briar patch is, and I wasn't driving. I, I also heard the scream of a rabbit <laughs> saying, help me, help yeah, me. In a very offensive black voice going like, oh, that old Brer Fox, he done got me again, you know? <laughs> oh, I thought that was just you being racist. No, no, That no. was real? Well, that's why that the sound, song of the South. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm wait. I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Disney will never re-release Song of the South because it's so fucking racist. Not only because of the cartoons, the characters have like uh, minstrel show style black voices, like they're on uh, Amos and Andy, but also. Uh, I was referring to the Briar Patch. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. from Song of the South. That's from Song of the South of the, like the uh, you know Brer Rabbit and like that. You talking about that? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and in, in the but the the frame story of Song of the South is this Uncle Remus, who's this old kindly black. They never say slave because this is antebellum South, but like sharecropper who just loves to entertain the white children who live on the plantation. You know, I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just loves telling them stories about Brer Rabbit and you know uh, the. The all these tales and the tar babies and stuff like that, you know. So um, they made a cartoon out of this, and that's where the zippity doodah comes from. But uh, they won't ever, 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 ever be released. So they can't even do any. They can't even fix it because you know on this Disney Plus, they have some cartoons that they've made tiny little changes to to remove some of the overt racism. Or if they can't, if there's only like Dumbo, for instance, that one musical number, then they are. Um, putting a, a disclaimer beforehand saying look you know times were different that one song of the south is so bad times and, were different yeah. hey guys times were different yeah. uh yeah we're but, still gonna release this because we want the money but song of the south is so bad they're like we can't even re-release it we can't even do it so anyway that's funny. Uh, I, w- I would love to <laughs> love it. you know how they like british um netflix is different has different shows than like um it, like Canada, Canada has different shows, and Brit- Britain has different shows than like American Netflix. I would love it if like Southern Disney Plus is different than like East Coast Disney Plus. Yeah, like, like they, they have put Song in of Song of the, of the South. South. Yeah, they take out the non-racist stuff. 
Yeah, it's all just the the black guy going. Slavery was a good idea. <laughs> it's a different time now. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the new stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, it was a different. It's a different time now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to deal with the non racism. So oh, um, listen. Uh, so anyway, so she tells me going to be done. I almost drove my car off the road, even though I wasn't driving a car. We said earlier because I did not know that McDonald's served hot chocolate. You know, so uh, I was like, Lori, you have to be kidding me. She's like, she's like, nope, they serve hot chocolate. Well, you did that thing that I love mm. where it's like nobody's saying anything. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm like, it's not like, yeah. So anyways, I was talking about blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you were like, they serve hot chocolate. I go, yeah, they, and they serve. And as I'm saying that, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, stop, stop, stop. Wait a minute. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh. Are you telling me they serve hot chocolate? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. And what I told Lori was even what a fucking disgusting pig I am. You're going to hear about it in a second. Is I told Lori, I have a very good electric tea kettle downstairs. I have a huge can, like a Costco size can of uh, cocoa, hot, like Nestle's homemade cocoa mix. You know, mm-hmm. I could easily go downstairs and within five minutes have a steaming hot cup of chocolate, right? And I'm like, McDonald's sells hot chocolate? What? You know? I was just so well, excited. I feel like um I feel like that's with me with oatmeal. Like I have packets, I have like I have I have like the grain where you can just make regular bland oatmeal and then add your own stuff. I have the packets where it's already comes pre made. Mm-hmm. But normally I'll just go end up going to McDonald's or Starbucks and getting oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, anyway, Laurie. Uh, I and I call I called Lori this morning, because or I texted you right that I had a story for the show, and then I just told you the story, you know, which is um. So this morning I went downstairs, and my mom doesn't always make breakfast for everybody, but I guess it was a special day. She's like, I'm making breakfast for the family, right? And it was so gross, it was so disgusting. I didn't want any of this breakfast, Lori, right? So like, what, what what was like what did it entail? Well, it just it was just like this Mexican breakfast that has just things I didn't want in it. Okay, I don't want to get into the details. Can I be honest with you? Sure. I feel like when people say like, "Oh, I, I'm making a Mexican breakfast," or one time I went somewhere and this woman was like, "I'm going to make you I'm going to make you a Russian Russian breakfast." It's just like all leftovers that are with egg on top. Like, it's never anything delicious. It wasn't quite that, but it was very close to that. It was like the equivalent of, like, I'm going to make you Rebels Rancheros and then throw a tortilla and paste pecani sauce with an egg on it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't really want that, right? So I say, um, you know what? I need coffee. And my mom's like, you have, because I can only drink cold brew. She goes, you have a whole bottle of cold brew in the refrigerator. I'm like, uh, it needs to be McDonald's. So I, which by the way, McDonald's does not serve cold brew. Okay. So I, but then you can get like cold co- iced coffee. Yeah, that's, there, what, I, that's what I went to get. I went to go get an iced coffee. Also, got an egg McMuffin. Not even one sausage egg McMuffin with egg and a hash brown. Right. Okay. And I was driving back to the house, and um, now on the way to my house, my pa- we know we live in a neighborhood, so I drive into the neighborhood. But my parents live on the edge of the neighborhood, kind of closer to the main road. And as I'm approaching the house, I'm like, wait, I have not finished this breakfast yet. I need to take extra time to finish this breakfast. So I 
drove past a street I would usually turn around my house and went a super long way, almost like a loop, right? Now, Laura, you've seen the map. Am I describing this correctly? Yes. You went like the opposite way. Yeah. I just passed it and I went around in a huge loop that came back around my house, right? Also, there's no way somebody would see you. There was no way they didn't think that you were trying to hide from your house. Yeah, because I basically went towards a dead end and then came back to the house. Yeah. Yeah. So as I'm coming back from that dead, I'm making the loop around randomly as I'm about to make a left onto the the street that goes to my house. My parents are walking across the street and they see me and they just look at me. And I stopped the car and I go, what are you guys doing? They're like, well, we were waiting for you to have breakfast. We went on a walk. And they go, why are you coming from this direction? And so I totally lied and said that there was like, uh, that the street was blocked off. And I goes, why? What happened? And I go, I don't oh know. God. I don't know. But they haven't asked about it again. So, but I didn't, I was trying to like block my body so they wouldn't see the, the McDonald's bag. I think that they, you think they knew? I mean, I don't think, I think, honestly, I think you probably confused them with the, with the talk of the, of the thing with, you know, and you were there. Now the father's probably like, I got to go Google. Make sure we don't need to evacuate. (laughs) By the way, Lori told me a story. So when I was telling Lori this story, she told me a story about her Carl's Jr. event, you know. Oh, yeah. What happened there? So, well, so the, um, I, well, you were telling me that you got caught. I thought you were outside in the parking lot of your house, like the no, parking lot, the driveway. Like you have a giant house. I thought you were outside in the driveway of your house. So I was like, oh, that happens to me all the time. Like yeah. my aunt and I, sometimes when we get food, we'll just eat because our cars are our trash cans. So <laughs> we just eat in the car and then we just get up and leave, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but the, uh, but it's sort of like an unspoken rule. So the other day, my aunt texted me while I was in, while I was driving home eating Carl's Jr. And she was like, I found a dead bug. Oh, this was just yesterday. uh, Yeah. This was uh, weeks ago. Maybe, maybe it was last week then. I thought, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. I just made that up. I didn't know this happened just yesterday. Yeah. So it it was at least, it was, I think it was, well, what's what? Today's Wednesday. So it was Monday. Mm -hmm. I think tomorrow's such a blur or yesterday's such a blur. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh. But anyway, so she was like, I killed a fruit fly. And because I have these bananas that are like going brown. And her big thing is like, she hates fruit flies. Like, she feels like fruit flies are like the beginning of everything. But don't, so you, it's know like, to, don't you know how to kill fruit flies? Uh, I mean, fruit flies are like the least harmful thing ever. But there's a very easy so, way. What? You take a little bowl, okay? Uh huh. And you put in apple cider vinegar. This does not sound easy. Apple cider vinegar. That's it. Like apple cider vinegar and some water, right? I have to get a bowl? Yeah. And then you cover okay. it with saran wrap. Okay. Oh, God. And you poke some holes in the top. Boom. The fruit flies go in because they're attracted to it and they can't get out and they drown. How is that easy? I have to get saran wrap? I have to put bowl water and vinegar Super in a bowl? Super easy, Lori. Just easy peasy. Lemon oh squeezy. God. Apple So anyway, squeezy. so long story short, so I, she goes, I killed the fruit fly. Get rid of the bananas. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, oh, my God. So I'm in the driveway of um, 
eating and I'm like, I'm just going to finish eating and then I'm going to go inside. Mm -hmm. So I'm like watching something on my phone and I look up and I see my aunt just sort of like kind of looking at me from the doorway. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell is she looking at me for? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like what, what's going on? And Mm -hmm. so then like a minute goes by and she's still looking at me and I'm like, this is weird. So I'm like, should I go inside? And I was like, no, because like if she needed me, she'd just call me. So then she shuts the door. Like not even ten seconds later, I get a, a, a text message from her of a picture of the fruit fly, the dead fruit fly in a paper towel, which I can send to you if you. No, I actually I don't think I can because I think I deleted it. But she sent it to me, and I said, "Why did you send me this photo?" And she goes, "Well, because you always pretend like I'm making it up that that I I'm getting a you're get, I am killing fruit flies." And I was like, "What have I ever said? You're making it up. I meant that you." It's so easy. Fruit flies are like harmless. That it doesn't matter if you get fruit flies. But I love how that's the thing that she needs wants me wants to show proof on. So <sighs> this week the library is open as the contestants read each other for filth. In the Maxi Challenge, the girls team up for yet another acting challenge where they'll be performing musical versions of some iconic John Waters scenes. Some girls excel and some girls fail, but when all is said and done, Ginger Minge was named the winner of the challenge while Pearl and Miss Fame were placed in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives, Pearl was told, Shantae, you stay, while Miss Fame was asked to sashay away. Lori Roggin Camp named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I will say I liked, um, I, I, I like the the outfits. I thought the outfits were mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. I like this the the that. Um, I thought that I like. I thought that overall, I thought that each team worked well together, mm-hmm. except for the team that you know obviously had was in the bottom. I felt like yeah. they had some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say overall, I just I wasn't a fan of this episode. Oh, you like you didn't um, like it? No, and also I, I came to a realization, mm-hmm. which I don't think I've ever thought about. But mm-hmm. I don't think I like John Waters. Have you ever seen his movies? I th- I saw I've seen Hairspray. Obviously, okay. I love Hairspray. But I think all the other movies, I just don't understand his humor. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe it's just this moment in time, but. I was seeing back on like times that I've also seen clips of Divine and I watched this dec- doc- documentary. I watched this documentary and I, I was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad that she has like her, you know, rise to fame. But I just don't I didn't I don't get the humor. But I don't know. Maybe it was just when I was watching it and I just I. It, the, each scene seems so miserable. Like it, it people were laughing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Why is this funny?" That this like, it, it just seems like these people like the first. Well, we can get into it, but like the first scene was like an abusive relationship. The second scene was an abusive relationship. The third scene was, oh, a crazy person wanting to eat poo. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, how is this funny? So that was well, you know, they're based me. on scenes from real movies from John Waters movies. I know, I know. And I probably should watch the movies before I go full judgment. But, Uh yeah, I guess I I thought when you, because you had told me earlier, you're like, oh, it's kind of a fun thing. And I I think I'm just at that point where I might be group challenged, acting challenged out. Like, I just was like, even though I I do agree, I thought Ginger Midge did amazing. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, there were some moments that I laughed at, but for the most part, I, I was just like, oh, I don't, I just don't care. I, and I, I could, and also I feel like I could feel it in the judging and in the, in the coaching too. I felt like everybody was just sort of like, okay, you know, so yeah, I wasn't a fan of this episode, but well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. The person I wanted to win won, and the person I wanted to go home went home. So you know, yeah, you've not liked Miss Fame for a while, and and you know what's funny is I still don't like her. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but I sympathize with her more. Oh, interesting. I just, I just, I I feel like I was being more personal because I felt like I was like I don't like her as a person, mm-hmm. and I don't think that our personalities match. But I think it's a I think we're like Pearl and her, mm-hmm. where it's just their personalities clash. But I think I just I feel like she's just trying so hard mm-hmm. and it's just she just is not right for this show. But I sympathize with her. Well, it could be one um, of these things where yeah. she's ultimately she she'd never really performed before. She's like a look look queen, uh Instagram star. She just had to come up with a fierce makeup look and a fierce outfit and look good in it. To so to actually go on a show where then she has to perform when she's not really a performer, I'm sure it was completely out of her comfort zone. She didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, and in that case, the fact that she got that far, I think is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? So it just shows how good she is at looks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just um I don't know. I, I didn't necessarily I wasn't rooting for her. But I was definitely like I could see where somebody like her is coming from, where they're just they're trying so hard and they're just not understanding why they're why they're not getting it, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, for me, I actually like the musical numbers. Well, I like the eggs and I like cha cha heels. I don't know how I re- if I really feel like I like the poo number, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I actually like the musical numbers for the most part. I think they're really catchy. And uh, I think that they were really fun. So I actually like the musical numbers themselves. Okay. I also. Yeah. Now, it is hard to say because I don't know know if I necessarily thought the reading challenge was funny. But I will say I'm trying to find exactly where it is. Because when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race now, when they do the reading challenge, they don't do reads. They do like they do something weird. And I'm wondering if I'm trying to see where the last reading challenge was really reading. This one it was still reading. So I liked the reading challenge and that people were reading each other in sort of the old fashioned reading style. Now, for some reason the drag queens do not do that anymore. They do some weird ass thing. I, I can't get what it is. Um, which is funny because when the girls are just talking, even nowadays, they read each other just in conversation. But when they do the reading challenge, they're like Lori Roggenkamp, maybe you should eat food instead of being rude. And you're like, what? What is that? What? Yeah, what? I don't uh, know what that means. Also, I feel like I shouldn't. I think that's the whole point is that I'm fat and I shouldn't be eating food. Yeah. So, And then the thing I didn't like was the poo sketch for many reasons. One, uh, the, all three of them were terrible in it. Okay. I think they were miscast, to be honest. Not like I'm not saying like... I think that they could have pulled off. I think the three of them could have pulled off that scene, but I think that the wrong people were in the wrong position. Okay. Oh, I see. So that's my opinion. And then, uh, oh, like maybe Violet should have been the devil and fame should have Mm. been like divine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, that's a good point. And then uh, also the thought, because, you know, in, in real life, and don't eat anything when I tell you this, when they actually really filmed in Pink Flamingos, 
when Divine eats the dog shit, she oh, yeah. in real life ate a piece of dog shit. Yeah, I heard about that. So that just the thought of that. I know they didn't show it, but I just got really, really grossed out. I didn't like it. I don't know why they glamorized it. Okay, it makes me grossed out. Yeah, and I also felt like mm-hmm. I don't know the scenario or the story of the other two, mm-hmm. but I felt like with that one that it was such a weird way. Like it almost felt like they had a different song in mind, and then Standards was like, "No, we can't do." We can't do anything where Pooh is seen or you're near it in any fashion. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, well, what happens if she's like 100 feet away and contemplating? <laughs> like, it's like, I agree with standards in, and practices. Inactive. In, 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 but then it's like, well, then do something else. Do like a hairspray or do, you know, do, why does it have to be the Pooh thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I agree. All right. After Jaden's elimination, Ginger gets emotional. The girls welcome Trixie back, and then the editors create fake tension among the girls about Trixie's return. Meanwhile, Miss Fame is really pissed off about Pearl still being in the competition because Pearl clearly doesn't care about being there. Pearl, on the other hand, is happy just to be cruising down the Pacific Coastal Highway. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Now, in the great tradition of Paris is burning. The library is about to be open. Because reading is what? Fundamental. That's right, children. Mm -hmm. Now, most of the girls fared pretty well, but Miss Fame struggled to read any of the contestants. In fact, I have a clip here. Do you want to hear Fame's reads? Oh, I will say I love that for for the gross factor more than anybody else. I love a bad read. Ben Affleck? Girl, I must be hungry for the dick if I think this thirsty bitch is her. (laughs) Katya, now you get to increase your hooking fee. Thank you, RuPaul's Drag Race. What's funny funny is for every other read, okay, I noticed it because, you know, I was marking down timestamps. For every other read, they all got 25 seconds, right? Yes. Except for Fame, hers is 13 seconds, and then the remaining 12 seconds is Kennedy going like, Miss Fame, reading what? You know, they, they didn't even let her yeah. play. That was, they just pulled the best 13 seconds they could. And I bet you there's yeah. even worse stuff. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I, well, I mean, you even have to cut out the thank you, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's not even a read. Yeah. That's just a comment. So, you know, there's even less seconds. It's like a terrible stand-up who gets, you're, you're like, you get eight minutes and then they light them at four because they're so bad, you yeah. know. Um, I, mean, I loved, yeah. I just thought that that's her read. Is that she thinks, first off, that she apparently thinks Ben Affleck is soups hot. Like, she's like, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. Or that Trixie Mattel is a boy even rese- re- you know remotely resembles Ben Affleck. But that to me is so funny. Is that is that it's like her her read to Trixie Mattel is that she's that she's so d- uh, sex starved that she thinks Trixie Mattel is Ben Affleck. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> it's not. It's a horrible. It's horrible. I love. I love that so. Oh, I love I was laughing really hard at that. Uh, all right. Well, in the end, Trixie was named the winner of the challenge. Next, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. Now, ladies, 
This week, we are paying tribute to the Sultan of Sleaze, the Baron of Bad Taste, the legendary director, John Waters. <laughs> because for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be screen testing for parts in a new musical based on some of John Waters' most iconic scenes. All right, teams broke down as follows. I want to, well, let's talk about, okay, we have a lot to talk about with this whole segment here. Well, but, I have two questions. Well, let me let me read off the, and then we can go to it. The three okay. groups were Katya and Kennedy, they were going to be doing the song Eggs. Then we have Trixie and Gin, no, 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 I'm sorry, they did Cha-Cha Heels. Trixie and Ginger did Eggs. And then Miss Fame, Pearl, and Violet Chachki, they were doing Pooh. Yes, Lori, what were you going to say? So the first question is something from the beginning mm-hmm. when they were talking about the um, issues that everybody was having with the fact that Trixie Mantel is back. Yeah, Katya says something in her confessional that's like, "Oh, you can smell the the tension in the air, like you can smell Violet's bo." Mm-hmm. Was there a thing on on the show that Violet was smelly, or was that just a joke? I think it was. Just, I mean, I have never heard about that. I never. I, I, it, it. I would seem not to track because. Violet is known for trying to be very feminine, very pretty. Now, maybe she does. I don't know about that, but maybe I've never heard anything about that. Maybe someone in the chat room has, but uh, 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 I feel that because then why wouldn't they say Sean Morales? Maybe she did originally, and they're like, you can't say that, and so she changed oh. to Violet. I'm just, I just oh. made that up. That is not a fact that I know. Okay. Um, well, and then also what I love is that the so she does the um, before she does the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the the um the first competition she does that thing that video where she's where RuPaul is in drag mm-hmm. and she talks about she gives hint, like so many hints that something with John Waters is going to happen she's like in this hairspray world or so, you know something yeah. really dumb like that and then Katya makes a joke like oh I love Steven Spielberg and everybody laughs cuz it's funny cuz it's like you know obviously it's John Waters yeah and then and then RuPaul comes out and goes, "We're gonna be, we're gonna be guesting with the, you know, the legendary John Waters." And everybody acts so surprised. It's like, <laughs> why did you do that? You, we know that you guys know it's John Waters. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I was just, I, that's not really more of a question, I guess, more of a statement. It's just mm. like that kind of stuff is just exhausting in shows when they have to pretend like they're shocked that something when they literally just reference that they know who it is. Yeah. You know what's so f- um they do that stuff all the time though. They're always the, the contestants that we know this cuz they've talked about this when they tell them like well they don't do this anymore but in the old days they used to go like ladies gather around uh now for this week's competition we have two very extra special guest judges from different strokes the guy who played Philip Drummond, Conrad Bain. And from Who's the Boss, Catherine Hellman. And everyone goes like, oh, my God. You know, like, and you're like, really? Do you know who that is? Oh, well, that's my big thing. Not necessarily in this show, but my big thing in other shows, like, it happens some a lot on Ink Master and, like, Top Chef and uh, Project Runway where they'll be like, here, we have a guest judge, you know, be like, Nancy Fetterman. Uh And one person's always like, oh my God, Nancy's the reason I got into this. Uh I I saw her when I was a little kid and I knew that I wanted to be a designer. And it's like, really? It just so happens that the one person (laughs) who caused you to want to do this is now a guest on the show. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I I get so frustrated with that. Is that going to make it into your 10 minute Project Runway hunk? Well, I could go into Ink Master, how Oliver left. 
Did you I see saw that, that in the news today? Yeah, was that upsetting to you? Um, I mean, no. For everyone listening, the, for everyone listening in the future, one of the judges from Ink Master, Lori's favorite show, left because he showed up in blackface and pictures or something, right? He like did like several times. Oh, okay, and he's ta- he talks about how he's like super. He's like I was immature back then, and I think it was like a year ago. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know if that's. If like that, too much time has passed, yeah. which I could be wrong, but he did it like several times. He called a, a woman who came forward about a uh, sexual misconduct a lying whore. Mm-hmm. So no, I I look. I think is do I think he's doing all the right things? Yes, I think he's apologizing. He's taking responsibility. He he he's the one who left the show. I mean, I don't necessarily feel like he had a choice, you know, but um, he's the one who left the show. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I think that, um, do, I don't, I, I, I will miss him because I, I do like okay, him on the show. This is not bit, the but... Ink Master show, right? This is RuPaul's Drag Race Week. I know, but I just, okay. I love, okay, I love traditional tattoos and he's a traditional tattoo artist and I feel like we're, it's going to be, that component's going to be missed out. But anyways, all right, back to this dumb show. <laughs> you know, one of the things that really bothered me was in the teaser and the, in the cold open is that, um, they did this fake thing where they all pretend they, the editors did it, the, the contestants did it, where they made it. They tried to edit it to make it seem like all the girls are mad that Trixie's back. Yes, and that was so obvious and so annoying. I was like, why do they tell lies on this show? And do they think well, people don't see through the lies? And also, one of the things that okay, so I can maybe see, maybe mm-hmm. see that there being some kind of like. First off, uh, let's go even further back and say, like, I don't even think that they I think they knew that somebody was coming back beforehand because you have to get like, don't you get like sheets for the day of like who's going to be there and what's going to happen? So you have to know that something's going to happen. Wait, 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 wait. They don't get the the contestants don't get sheets of who's going to be there and what's going to happen. Don't they get like a call sheet or something? Or is that just like when you're like an actor actor? That's when you're an actor, actor they're going to give the call sheet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then never Even mind. though what's so but, funny, I will. you know, it's, you just reminded me of a story. I forgot about this. This is relevant here. Is Jaden Dior Fierce has said in an interview before that she knew she was going home because when she woke up in the morning on Elimination Day, she, uh, uh, in her hotel room, they accidentally slipped the checkout um, form through her hotel room door. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> She kind of already knew, right? She was like, it also uh, shows that, that it also is predetermined. Like they kind of already know who's going home. But uh, yeah, it's so funny. It could but have been so, they were merging rooms or something or changing, but it's just funny. But so so anyway, so I can kind of see uh, it being an issue where somebody comes back who, if it's the first time ever in the series that that's happened, but then they make a mention that this has happened before. And so it's like, well, then you know that this kind of stuff could happen. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like, you're going to be competing against... I, that kind of stuff is always so... Fr- like, like the whole fame and Pearl thing, too. Like, that kind of stuff is like... She's like, why are you even here? It's like, who gives a shit why she's here? You do you. Why do you care why Pearl's, Pearl's there? Yeah. So. Um. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about... That was a really awkward thing... Is let me see the reading stuff. Uh, oh, when they when they broke up into groups, it was weird because if you think about it, because Ru, RuPaul didn't assign them. She said, "You guys figure out what groups you're in, right?" And the people who got together are not people who would have clumped up together. Like forget no. forget Violet, Pearl, and Fame because they made a big thing like, "Well, we were left in the dust." 
But if you saw Kennedy goes right for Katya and Trixie goes right for Ginger. Well, I I will say this. I do feel like I I can kind of see and I I, I think it, I can see your side and I can see their side too, where I can kind of see where I think Trixie and Ginger Ginger are better friends. No, well, no, no, like hold they, on, hold on. You're forgetting that, or you don't know this, that Ginger claims that she, this was always a very awkward thing. It comes up in the finale, actually, that she and Katya are best friends. Um, and Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. In fact, let me play this right now. Well, you, well make your point, first of all. Oh, I was going to say that I think that, well, first, I think Kennedy knew that, knows Katya. It's a John Waters comedy, right? John Waters' mm-hmm. comedy. And she knows that Katya is a, co- a comedian and is mm-hmm. better at performing. So I think Kennedy did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was she going to do? Jump on Violet? Like, there's no way that she was going to pick. She she did the smart thing. I th- And mm-hmm. also, um, Katya was right next to Kennedy. And Trixie was right next to... Um, or I guess no, Trixie wasn't. I thought maybe they were. Never mm-hmm. mind. So never mind. I thought they were right next to each other. Uh, so, I'm yeah, sure. I guess I think you're right. I think they were all kind of just. You I know. I don't know what happened, but it, it it is very strange. I was trying to find a video I'd seen it on Reddit earlier this week, where it's a supercut of all the times that um, Ginger says that Katya is her best friend, but they never have Katya never says Ginger's her best friend. And it's really awkward and uncomfortable, and they intercut scenes of Ginger of Katya being really <laughs> ugly. They even confronted Katya about it on uh, on um, Look at Her, and uh, it's just really uncomfortable. And because Ginger's constantly saying, "You're my best friend," "You're my best friend," and it, and then Katya's just like, "Uh." I mean, to be honest with you, I've had that happen before. <gasps> I had this. With who? I had this. I I can't say the name, but I had this one uh, comedian. That I was friends with, who literally like ev- like I would say a month of from us being friends, started being like, "I love you so much. You're my best friend." Was it Air Charles so Nielsen? What was it, Air Charles Nielsen? It was yes, yeah. I refer to her as a she because that's what she identifies as. You know, you know what's so funny? Because you get mad when I bring up Eric Charles Nielsen, but I always remember. I do not get mad. Oh my god! I just always remember one time at Barney's, and maybe you remember this too. Where I was hosting Barney's and both you and Eric were on the show. And all the comics were talking. And then I just look and you and Eric were just talking to each other and sitting on this couch just together alone. And I was like, I want them to be friends, right? I want them to date. This is when I did before I knew you were a lesbian, right? And uh, and then you told me later that Eric hated me and said that I was one of those comics that like gets off on making fun of people. What, do you remember what he said? I don't remember any of this. Oh, uh, it was just so funny seeing the two of you go because he is—he is essentially a boy. No, his comedy is different from yours. Never mind. I was gonna say he's a boy, you, but his comedy is very different. His comedy is very different. Also, I don't remember telling you that he hated you. Yeah, that I was on Did stage. I? I was on stage. And I was doing crowd work, and he went like, "Oh, he's one of those comics that can like antagonize the audience before the comics go on." Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not a lie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Over on Team Cha-Cha Heels, Kennedy and Katya. I used to do this thing for a while where I would say what I wanted to say, but I would say that somebody else said it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Kennedy and Katya were assigned the number cha-cha heels in the workroom. Katya initially wanted to play Don Davenport, but when she realized the notes were too high for her, she agreed to switch with Kennedy. During the table visit, RuPaul advised Kennedy to get out of her comfort zone for this challenge. Which, by the way... Oh, we'll talk about that. Okay. During filming, Katya amused, amused the judges, but Kennedy had trouble remembering her lines and to throw down the Christmas tree. The final product, though, was a hit. Here it is. Here's Cha-Cha Heels. Come here, Don. Santa brought presents. Jesus, I'm coming. Please, Don. Let's not fight. It's Christmas. I ain't gonna be singing no Christmas carols. Where's your Christmas spirit, Don? I better be getting cha-cha heels. What the hell are these? But they don't look like cha-cha heels. I told you what I wanted, and you got me! I think that's my favorite of, of the three songs, Laura. I think it's my favorite of the songs uh, is Cha Cha Heels. What were your thoughts on uh, the way that Kennedy and Katya worked together? There really, to be honest with you, with any of the three teams, there really wasn't that much drama. Uh, but uh, what did you think of the final product? What were your thoughts, Laura? Give us everything. Um, I mean, I kind of felt like it was a little. I don't know. I felt like it was a little. <sighs> like miserable like the only like the one thing i could think of was um and this is again a, a lori roundabout which i feel like i want to start saying i want to get a start start get a start going oh i can't find my words tonight um like love actually mm-hmm. is a movie that everybody seems to love at uh, christmas time it feels a very divisive movie either people really love it or really hate it i find it one of the most miserable movies mm-hmm. i've ever watched in my entire life like mm-hmm. each storyline <clears throat> is a bunch of miserable people mm-hmm. being miserable towards each other mm-hmm. and i feel like this is that sketch these are two people who like are miserable people and yeah they're funny looking and they have funny but like nobody's i'm not rooting for anybody mm-hmm. it's it's a sad it's like a sad song about a, a little girl who wants cha-cha heels for some reason the mother refuses i just i didn't find it like for me in order to find something funny i have to root for somebody or root against somebody and i just i didn't feel bad or wanted to any but to see anybody be put down Mm -hmm. and i was like i just kind of was like oh this is kind of a sad song like i legit was like i don't find this funny you know what's so funny is it's so funny that you say that is um I so I like this number. Okay, let me talk about this number, and then we'll talk about the original uh, source material. Okay, I'm gonna divide okay. that. I really love Kennedy in this number. I think Kennedy is so funny and so good in this number. Right? Uh, and in fact, in a weird kind of way, she's reimagined the character 
of Don Davenport in a way that like is like a black version, a uh, black take on that character. I could see why why John Waters were so enamored by it. It was she captured the spirit of it, but made it her own. Like, I don't really know how to explain it, right? Um, and but Katya, then this is actually a perfect example because about this time is there is fever pitch Katya um uh, uh fandom, right? People were just loving her. And um I don't find I find Katya very endearing. I like her as a person. I like her as a character. I think she's fantastic on the show. Mm-hmm. But both she and Trixie, I don't, and this is without disrespecting their drag, I don't find them very funny. Like I think they go very obvious, and it's because one of the things with can one thing that Trixie and Katya have actually complained about is that the majority of their audience is very young, like 13 years old. They don't like it. You know, they, they, I think Trixie's even said, I didn't get into drag to entertain 13-year-olds. Okay? Okay. But Katya's humor is very juvenile. So, like, when she's like... So, in this sketch, like, you know, Kennedy throws her on the couch and she sprags her legs. She's making these crazy faces like a child would do, you know? And so... I don't know if I necessarily was as big of a fan as... Um, and what's funny is, when, if you remember correctly, because Divine had a very gravelly voice, you know? Yeah. And um, so when she was going to play Don Davenport, um, Katya was doing her Divine voice, and it was that same voice. So it's weird that when she changed to the role of the mother, right? Uh, yeah. She didn't change her voice, Okay. And so, what? So anyway, so so in terms of sketch, I love Kennedy. I love. I think the song is very catchy. I think Kennedy's fantastic in it. I don't think Jin, I don't think Katya's horrible at it because she had to make it visually interesting. I think the thing with John Waters stuff was there's always a crazy person, and then the other people just stood there and stared at them. But um, and so that would have she Katya would have been criticized for letting Kennedy overshadow her, so she made something her own. But so she did what she had to do. But, okay, so that's the sketch. Let's talk about the source material. <clears throat> I almost wonder if you should see the original film, because maybe in context... Now, I've not seen the entire John Will, uh, Waters oeuvre, if you will. But okay. um, from what I've seen with Divine stuff... And I, you know what's so funny is I've never seen the later stuff. I've never seen Hairspray, believe it or not. I've seen the older stuff. And what I love about Divine is... I think if you saw some of the older stuff, you might get it or might like it more, is there's a sensibility and a sense of humor that's just so gay and so alternative and so um, anti-establishment that's so funny. And um, and often, like, if I'm thinking right now about Multiple Maniacs, but they showed a clip from that when she got eaten by the lobster. It's so bizarre, right? Is... That character is the main character, and you do root against her. They want you to root against her, you know? And she's the lead character. And that's sort of... The humor comes and you root against her. So I think for the Cha-Cha Heels um, uh, source material, you're supposed to hate Dodd Davenport, and that's what makes it funny. She's just a, a bratty little bitch, right? Yeah. What I will say, though, is... What I, what I think Katya did that's good is... As much as I like the Katya and Kennedy sketch, when I watch the source material, it makes me really sad because she's being such a mean bitch and the parents 
are trying to make her happy and she's just fucking shitting on them and saying horrible things to them and they just want to have a good Christmas. So I actually have the source material here, right? And this is when she opens up the Christmas present for the cha-cha heels, right? And um, and here it is right here. And, it, and the, you'll hear the parents are trying to be nice. They're not... See, that, that's what's different from the sketch is in the sketch, Katya gives them this crazy voice and they're crazy, right? And yeah. in, in the John Waters ske- moment in the film... They're just like super boring, normal Baltimore parents. And she shits all over them. Here it is. So she's opening the gift right here. What you're going to hear right now uh, is uh, Divine opening the gift. She's opening the box. What are these? Those are your new shoes, Don. Those aren't the right kind. I told you, cha-cha heel, black ones. Nice girls don't wear cha-cha heels. Give me those presents. I'll never wear those ugly shoes. I told you the kind I wanted. You ruined my Christmas. She's just stomping at all the gifts. Please, die, and- not on Christmas. Get off me, you ugly witch. You devil. Come here. You'll pay for this. You devil. You devil. And now the mother's you under the tree. She's not under the tree. My mom's crying. So I, I actually mean, find the source of sad. Cold. Well, it, 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 <clears throat> it's weird. I feel in the context it's funnier when you're in the moment in the movie. I think out of context it's not as funny. But two is I feel it's so anti-establishment. That was something that people could relate to at that time. We're having a whole political discussion now about Divine. But I think at the Divine you might say uh, that... Um, Look, I'm not saying... Here's the thing. I'm not saying that people... I would never say anything should not be considered funny. Mm-hmm. I think if you find something funny, great. Mm-hmm. I personally don't find this funny. So I'm just letting you know, for me personally, I need to... Like I said, I need to root for somebody. Ha- feeling bad for somebody or feel like somebody's in a shitty situation never makes me feel great unless I can, like, root against them or root for them. Isn't that weird? So, everyone laughs at you for being in your shitty situation. I know, but that's because they root against me. See? Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And then some people root for me, and then they root against me. And but then why can't, why can't you root against Divine? Uh, which one's Divine in this scenario? Kennedy? Yeah, Kennedy's playing Divine's character. Because nothing happens to her. All she does is just talk about how she wants her cha-cha heels and then throws a Christmas tree on her mother, who's apparently like some kind of weird alcoholic or... Yeah, which is, which is in the original, the mom's just like a normal, boring mom and is crying and sort of defenseless. So yeah. I'm just saying, look, I will agree with you that I think that this one was the best <clears throat> of the two, or the three, sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best of the two, because let's be honest, the third one is just kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't even think should be in contention. But... um. Yeah, I just, I don't even really find it that funny. I will say this, though. I thought, um, I I disagree with you in that. I think that Katya actually brought a little bit of humor in there. Like, when she was doing the thing where she was moving her legs and she was doing that. Like, that, they, people were laughing at that. So, I think that she kind of moved it along a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I will say, though, I think that she also did a disservice to Kennedy because I feel like one of the things with Trixie and Katya is that both of them have to be the stars of the of the scene. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
um, if they had worked more on making their other their scene partner look better. Well, we're, we're not t- we're not well, let's let's do Trixie and Katya right now. Actually, I'm um, Trixie and Ginger. Are you talking about Trixie and Ginger? I'm sorry, Trixie and Ginger. All right, yeah. here we go. So Trixie and Ginger were assigned the number eggs during the table visit with RuPaul. We learned that Ginger tricked her grandmother into letting her see pink flamingos by telling her it was a children's film. During the <laughs> filming, Michelle and Lucian wanted Ginger to be dirtier and wanted Trixie to take it more over the top. The final product was also a hit. Here we go. I have it right here, Lori. It's eggs. Babs, I'm so hungry. Please come here. I'm coming, Mama. In the morning when the sun comes out, I get hungry like I've never eaten. Every day I hear her scream and shout, always yelling for her daily feeding. All night long I only dream for. At 10.30 I hear her scream for. them over easy. No way! I want them sunny side up since the sun is shining. Has the Eggman come to us today? I'm sure he'd stop by if you stop your whining. Oh, I love him so for bringing what I dream for. There's another dozen right at the screen door. All right, Lori, that was eggs with Ginger and Trixie. Uh, your thoughts- I will say this: yeah. rewatching that, I actually like that. Oh, okay, uh, I found I think it, rewatching it because I was just kind of watching it to watch it for the first, you know, mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah, and having rewatched it, I was along with you playing it. I was like, oh, that's I like that song. Mm-hmm. I thought Ginger Minj did an amazing job. I actually think Trixie Mattel did a good job too. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Um, but, what, but what were your thoughts so yeah. on the whole them working together? You're making some sort of point before. Oh, well, I will say this. I think that um, – so I, I'm changing it a little bit sure. having watched it. But mm-hmm. I think my point still stays the same in a, in a bit, which I think that one of the things that I didn't like with the judging was that they said something like uh, Trixie Mattel was overshadowed by Ginger Minge. And it's like, yeah. Ginger Minj is the main character in that in that scene. It would be weird if if Trixie Mattel was like dancing in front of Ginger Minj, excuse me, doing bits and stuff. And I think that they put this unrealistic expectation on these girls to be the star in every single frame mm-hmm. that they do. And I think that's why, for me, I feel like that's why I didn't like the first one so much because I felt like Katya because she had she felt so much pressure to be a star as well created this entirely new character that I felt like maybe overshadowed Kennedy's role. And I feel like Trixie did, was more of a supporting character. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time I thought Trixie was kind of the same as, as Katya, but having rewatched it, I feel like Trixie did more supporting role and allowed Ginger Minch just kind of be the crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's what made it better. So I actually switched my opinion. And I think that this this eggs one was the best one. Oh, now you think the eggs one is the best one. Interesting. Yeah. 
Very interesting. I think it's a good number. I don't know. It's hard for me because I see what you mean. Ginger does look a lot uh, like and sound at moments like Edith Massey, the woman she's making fun of. Have you ever seen the original scene from this, too? No. What is it from? I I don't know what movie it's from, actually. Um, but uh, Maybe I should watch these hey, movies man, and then do hey, we man, should do like an addendum. Yeah, here we go. So Edith Massey is this middle-aged woman. I have I have never seen this movie actually, so I don't know. But she's in a crib for some reason, and and the egg. See, that's the thing with John Waters movies is they're completely ridiculous and make no sense. And this is a good example here. It's so absurd. So she's in a crib, and the Eggman is walking by. Oh, Cotton, Cotton, I'm in here. I hear the Eggman in here, in here, Mister Eggman. Eggs, eggs. Oh help, God, God. In here, in here, in here, Mr. Eggman. Here I am. Oh, 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 the Eggman, the Eggman. Oh, oh, my little princess to die. Oh, oh, Mr. Eggman. Oh, Mr. Eggman, we're having a party for Babs on Thursday, and we'd like you to come and see Edie's date. Well, I would be honored to attend, and especially with such a beautiful date. And now, Edie, what will it be today? I have grade A extra large. I have grade A large. I have medium. I have small. I have brown. And I have white. Why, look, just look at these. So fresh you could hardly believe it. Why, they're just begging to be scrambled or fried or poached or hard-boiled. All around ready to be thrown into a big, fat, juicy omelet. How about it, Edie? What would it be for the lady that the eggs like the most? I want them all. I'll have the brown ones and those great big white ones and I'll have those over there and I want them for frying and for scrambling and oh for a hard ball for snacks. Oh God, and I'll have those over there. I'll leave it there, but <laughs> it's a whole scene about the eggs and the eggman and it makes no sense. She does uh Ginger Minj does sound a lot like her. Yeah. She did do the voice really well. Yeah. So I love that like so is that Pink Flamingo? That mo- Is that from Pink Flamingo? Oh, I don't know. Is that what they said in the chat room? I don't know. I've never seen this film. I've never no, seen No, no. I just, I just was wondering if that was the movie that Ginger Min said she told her mother was a children's oh, movie. Oh, I don't know. Well, I know that in Pink Flamingo, I think it's when um, Divine eats the poo. So. Yeah. That's what I remember hearing. So I will be honest. I, the only two movies I've seen of, of uh, John Waters is uh, Hairspray and um, a movie with Tracy Ullman where it's about yeah, like the, sexual positions. Those are the later ones. Watch some of the earlier ones, like the ones he made for like ten thousand dollars or something. You know, like the. Really, I'll have to really check it out. How about ones. this? How about we? I watch some old ones and then I'll we'll do an addendum and see if I change my mind. All right, that sounds good. All right, but I you... still feel like the first one was just depressing. Like right. this one, I and this one, I still also find a little bit depressing. But I kind of do see the a little bit of the humor. Yeah, but in this it. is where it gets weird with John Waters. Was, is I think he would say that's not an inappropriate response to have. Like he's trying to gross you out. He's trying to filthy. He's trying to depress you. Sometimes it's not always supposed to. Be, it's weird. It's a very. You'll you'll see when you watch those older ones. All right. Finally, we have uh, Team Pooh, Miss Fame, Pearl, and Violet Chachki were assigned this number in the workroom. Pearl and Fame immediately go after each other about the blocking of the scene. Sorry, scene. Fame also, and the voices. Yeah. Fame also interrupts everyone and seems to be taking charge. During filming, Miss Fame is underplaying the role. Pearl struggles with her lines, and the whole production seems to be a mess. The final product was underwhelming. Here it is. Here is Pooh. Oh, look! That jog over there is taking a photo! 
shouldn't my daddy says I wouldn't Do you really care what they say? Should I get on the ground and get all filthy? Not where all the puppies play Maybe you're right Let's try something cleaner That dog looks like a wiener You know you really have bad taste Every night at dinner with dinner Should we get our box and don't let any shit go to waste? And she also says Don't play with So glad that's over. I'm starving. You got anything good around here to eat? All right. Laurie, your thoughts on poo? I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like the failure in it came from the beginning, which is that I think it was poorly constructed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think it was necessarily the best musical. I mean, they if you think about it, they had two really good ideas and then they have this one where it's like it's it there's no action the whole, everything is all talking about what is off screen you can't see something that's being done that you'll never see happen mm-hmm. so i mean i think that they were kind of working uphill and then on top of that you get like i think they were miscast mm-hmm. i think that fame should have been the poo eater um or even pearl maybe and then violet should have been the devil and Pearl or fame should have been the angel. Mm -hmm. So I don't think Violet should have been the middle one. And I don't think fame should have been the devil. Um, So I think there was a miscast there. Plus is there, was there something in the, in the movie where it was like a big thing with the, with their tongue sticking out? Cause they were sticking their tongues out. a lot. um, uh, Michelle comments on that during the judges panel where she says, you know, there are other ways to show that you're evil without sticking your tongue out. And she even says in, in the private, you know, where they do, where they talk among yourself, she's all like, I don't know why we kept telling Fame to stop doing that. She kept doing it. Oh, I thought they were just saying that she, that like any note that they gave her, she didn't yeah, she pay attention ignoring to. That was one of the notes. Oh, that was one of the notes to yeah. stop. <laughs> well, that would make sense. Yeah. But yeah, so I just, I felt like they were just not, they were all doing like, it felt like they were all playing the same variations of the same character, which I mean, I guess if you if you think about it, that should be happen because they're supposed to be their devil and their angel. Mm-hmm. But like when you're the same persona, you're supposed to be like a nicer. The angel's supposed to be nicer, and the devil's supposed to be you know more like do it, do it. And I felt mm-hmm. like they were all just sort of like, yeah, let's eat the poo, you know? like, <laughs> and there was really nothing stopping them, and. um yeah, I I don't know. I just I didn't think that this one was good from the get go. Yeah, I, and yeah. I think a lot of it had to do didn't really have to do with their decisions. So yeah, I think I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's poorly cast. I think the the three wrong people to be in it. But you're right. I think even from the very beginning, it was not the it wasn't their best idea. 
So it, 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 was, it was doomed to fail. All right. It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Trixie is worried oh, because, oh, oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I uh-huh. forgot one more thing. Sorry. Yes. What was the thing about the voices? Because, right? Because when, uh, when, when, uh, um, when what's her fa- when Pearl starts talking, uh, Fame says that her voice is too low, but that's just her regular speaking voice. So I didn't understand that part. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you interrupted me because that was a really astute, astute point you made there. Thank you. All right, carry on. All right, it's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Trixie's worried because anytime a girl comes back on Drag Race, she goes home on the next challenge. Fame reads Pearl about her makeup and Pearl feels an underlying tension between her and Miss Fame. Meanwhile, Kennedy talks about how her whole drag career has been a struggle because drag barely pays the bills. Ginger talks about how she has no retirement plans and later Violet talks about her love of John Waters and Trixie shares that John Waters is a major inspiration with her drag career. All right, Lori, your thoughts on all things elimination day so what about the voices though what about pearl and no i'm kidding <laughs> I was gonna, uh, I was gonna, you're gonna hear having... the, my car drive away stop at mcdonald's <laughs> and then go to your house and uh slap you and throw throw you into a christmas tree and okay. then um leave okay all right i'll wait um <laughs> well first okay so two things one kennedy talks about how uh, which i can see you know, fair point that trying to make it as a as a, a drag performer is difficult, mm-hmm. um, and that she has a hard time paying her bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, okay, I'm not going to even judge. I could say stuff about Kennedy, which is like maybe get a part time job or you know. Well, Kennedy did like, have a part time job. I happen to know oh, this. she does. I know. I don't know if she still does, but at the uh, up until fairly recently, she did. Okay, so I but you know what, Kennedy. Is beside the point. She mm-hmm. is being honest and truthful, and and even if I want to like nitpick, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. The people I want to nitpick are Ginger Minge and Trixie Mattel. Sure. So Ginger Minge goes, yeah, I don't even have a retirement plan. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, put money in a bank. Mm-hmm. Talk to like uh, w- why? <laughs> why is <laughs> why is you being a drag queen when you don't have a retirement plan? I'm. I'm a, you know, I'm a 33-year-old nothing, and I have a retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that, like, an? It, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me that these people can't figure out how to call up a bank and put affairs in order. Like, that to me is just insane. I just love people's ideas of, like, what, how, what they have to sacrifice in order for their art. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to sacrifice common sense. Um, the second thing is, again, Trixie Mattel does the same exact thing that she did before, with uh with uh what's her face candy ho and uh r.i.p and she she finally starts talking and trixie goes yeah and then i also did that and then just takes the whole just takes the story trixie so. has a lot of needs uh laurie you know so like for instance I, like we never talked about this in the reading challenge like it was so important for her to win that reading because she wanted everyone to know that she's funny like it's so important that trixie Hat feel that RuPaul and everyone know that she's funny. She's funny, goddammit. She's funny. I'm and here, I, I'm queer, yeah. and I'm hilarious. And I think that uh, that's a constant thing with Trixie. She needs to constantly pull focus, but for some reason she gets forgiven for it a lot. I don't know why. Um, yeah, for the pulling back for the elimination day, you're right. It wasn't much to it. Kennedy, I felt sorry for her. I think that the talk was really about how you struggle for your art. And that you could, but that be was a lot of money. Kennedy's talking about. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's fine, 
But then Ginger Minch chimes in with something dumb, like, I don't even have a time. It would be the same thing to me of, like, if, like, Kennedy was like, yeah, I struggle for my art and I, I use this to pay the bills. And then Ginger Minch's like, yeah, I don't even have health insurance. And it's like, why? Why is that a thing to, it's almost, it was like, almost like a brag. And I was uh-huh. like, why is, why is that a thing to talk about? Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Anyway, moving on. Now it's time for the looks. Laurie, what are your thoughts? Did you have any? The, the look, the category was ugliest drag ever. Was there uh, any look that in particular that stood out for you? Um, You know, to be honest with you, I felt like um, I really liked Ginger Minge. Mm-hmm. I thought um, Miss Fame, I actually liked hers. Because here's the thing. I didn't think that I felt like the judges needed to explain it, it better because it seemed like when they got it's a what was it? It was worst drag ever, right? Mm-hmm. But Ugliest then when they got out ever. what? Ugliest dress ever. No, they said it said they said worst dress ever. And Ugliest that's what RuPaul ever. said. Go ahead. But then when they get out on the runway, they go, Oh well that wasn't ugly. Well, ugly and worst. Aren't necessarily the same things. I I was writing it down li- literally, and I have ugliest dress ever. Oh, I remember hearing worst dress ever. Yeah, but I mean, anyway. So, um, I thought Miss Fame. I heard worst dress ever, and I thought Miss Fame did a great job because it showed none of her curves. It showed none of her of of anything. And I thought it kind of fit the in a great way because if you're if you're a drag queen, if you're a looks drag queen, that is the worst dress you could possibly wear. Uh-huh. So, uh, um, well, it's so funny because I remember I recently showed. Um, I didn't forgotten the challenge, but I remember I recently sh- the the runway category. But I had recently shown the the lip sync. I don't remember why to somebody, and then they're like, "What is that awful outfit?" I'm all, "Oh, but she's known for her look." I was trying to defend the look, and I realized she was trying to make an ugly look. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Lori. Sorry, I interrupted oh, no. you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I try and not interrupt you, mm-hmm. and I think I do a pretty great job. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Couldn't even say that one. <laughs> um, no, I, overall, actually, you know what? Overall, I thought everybody did a good job. I thought this was a really cute. I, I think the it was just kind of like a fun. You know, so yeah, I don't. I, there wasn't anybody that I hated. I do so. kind of agree with the judges that Pearl's look. I don't agree with that. They thought Fame's look was was cute, but like Pearl's look did border on actually very cute and made her look really cute. Yeah, it wasn't. It I, I was. I think it was. Um, it was misshapen, but uh-huh. I don't think it was. It was awful. No, you know. So yeah, Ginger's was awful. Katya's. And someone made the point that Katya, like a hipster, would be wearing Katya's outfit, and I could totally see that. Katya, that was like yeah. a knit yellow outfit. Totally 100% see that. All right, do you have any other thoughts on the looks, Laurie? Um, oh, you're right. I just re- re- re-looked at it, and it said ugliest drag ever. Mm-hmm. So I apologize. Oh, now, now, wait, hold on. In the chat room, I'm going to go look at this here. In the chat room, um, uh, Yves Adams says that Pearl's look was thousands of googly eyes but you can't really tell that uh well i don't see thousands i see a bunch of larger ones now that i look at it but it's still i could you'd have to be really close to see that I, it's still bordered the, the cut of it was very cute 
Yeah, I, I would say like you could also like uh, have vomit and have it still look cute. You know, like in Dracula and uh, Louisiana Purchase had that vomit thing, but that was couture. You know, it's like you can make things look a certain way and still be adorable. So it's or still be cute, and I don't feel like that. Even if you know, it w- it didn't come off as ugly. So. All right, very good. All right, well, welcome. Oh. oh, yes. And I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have one more thing <laughs> because I scrolled back so far. Uh-huh. I I uh, went across to when Trixie Mattel won the challenge for the reading, mm-hmm. and she won the five hundred dollar gift card to see Quinn Queen. Uh-huh. And Violet Chachi goes, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That you had to was- read. That made me laugh really hard. Okay, yeah. that was it. That's All right, I'm glad. I'm glad, glad again, once again, I'm glad you 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 ground the show to a halt to to mention. I'm glad. <laughs> which, which, here's what's funny. Everyone should know this is and and maybe Lori doesn't know this at the end when i say i'm gonna say it in about a minute you know i'll I'll save it for that i'll save it for that here we go that's the looks on the main stage kennedy katia and ginger were in the top violet and trixie were safe while miss fame and pearl are in the bottom later rupaul asked the girls who should go home every girl except for violet said fame Violet Chachki thought Trixie should go home and Miss Fame named Pearl. Later, Ginger was named the winner of the challenge while Pearl and Miss Fame were placed in the bottom two. After a lipstick battle for their lives, Pearl was told, Shantae, you stay, while Miss Fame was asked to sashay away. Now, Lori, when I say any final thoughts on the episode, what I'm saying here is not only on the parts we just talked about, but if there's anything you missed while we were doing the show... Throw it all in here. This is the grab bag of the end of the show and all the comments that you may have missed. So go ahead. So what do you think Faye meant by Pearl making her voice lower? Do you think that she... I don't know. Oh, no, I know. She does say what she... No, she actually does say what she meant. She was saying that she and Faye were sounding too similar. So she needed her to change her voice so that they could differentiate their voice. Well, and, and technically, Faye was right, right? Because didn't they say at the end that they couldn't tell... That she was being the nice angel, so Fame was right that Pearl should have lowered or raised her voice. Maybe so. she was. Um, I two two things. One, I have two questions. One, yeah. do you think that RuPaul picked that the that RuPaul picked uh, Pearl and Fame legitimately, or do you think she picked them because because of what happened with Fame when Fame calls out called out Pearl? Like, do you think she legitimately thought Pearl and Fame were the bottom case, two? I think in this case it was legitimate. Like, the, okay. they, were, they kind of were the worst one. Was there anybody that was worse? I thought Tchotchke. I thought Violet Tchotchke was the was, yeah, but worst. Yeah, but her dress was good. But was it, though? I mean, it wasn't like... I mean, I thought Miss Fame's dress was was more was terri- more terrible than her when... Violet Chachki's no, dress. You just said you liked. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, you didn't. You liked her dress because it was okay. Well, I mean, they thought it was. They, you know, John Waters said he thought it was pretty couture. There, it did have a couture element of trying to be ugly in a couture way. Yeah, which I thought Pearl did. It was. So the, I thought that, but, but it was the equivalent of like a hot person trying to be ugly, so they just put on glasses and they tie their hair back. Which you're like, well, it's not really ugly. I mean, we see but that's the thing is, like, I think Fame actually tried with her dress because her dress again had no like showed no shapes had no nothing and you know both violet and pearl there still had shape to it mm-hmm. and had a cute cut to it 
And uh, I don't know. I felt like Violet should have been the bottom. I mean, I like Violet. I I, I hope Violet. Yeah, my my picks for the finale are Ginger uh-huh. and Violet. Oh, really? I still haven't figured out a third, hmm. but um, I uh, I like, but I felt like Violet. Lori, no one's off. believing that you didn't go to Wikipedia. No one believes this. What? That I didn't Fuck go to Wikipedia. all these bitches. <laughs> I have not seen any. I don't know anything. I have not seen spoilers. Look, if you're going to keep accusing me of seeing spoilers, then I'll just go and watch, look at spoilers. Well, I, that's going to do it for this week's... Uh, no, do you wait, anything? I want to say one more thing. <laughs> yes? Do you think Pearl is good at lip syncing, or do you think it's just that fame was so terrible? No, they, they make fun of Pearl at the end for lip syncing. They call it the Pearl Smash. She does that weird thing where she, like, does, like, like Hulk! Ah! Like, you know, like, she, like, like she's, like a, <laughs> like, a monster, like a Frankenstein, like, punching the air. Because yeah. yeah, she did that thing, but also like, I was watching. I was like, "Oh, Pearl is like that." Literally, was a conundrum that I had. That I was like, "I can't figure out if Pearl is good mm-hmm. or if like she was to me great." Mm-hmm. But well, I don't know if it's because Fame was so terrible. Well, Fame so terrible because Fame doesn't ever perform. So Fame was so bad. I yeah. felt so bad for her. Yeah. Okay, that's it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Sashay away until next week. By the way, this Jeffrey Thunderbear needs everyone to know... Because I'm not going to re-record this until... uh, we do the thing. Anyway, here comes the outro. Jeffrey Thunderbird. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. No. Follow us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash dragracerecap. You can no. also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. No. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. Shut up. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. I will You can not. follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow yes. Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom, and Jordan Darling. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Yep, my butt. <laughs>